The stories of some of the world's greatest women unfold here. I am Annette Comer, your host, and each week, the untold secrets of success, strength, and boldness of today's powerful women are revealed. Today's woman was born with a special gift and knew she was different growing up. As a child, she often could see things before they happened. And even though many considered this unique ability a gift, she saw it as a curse. So in college, she earned a bachelor's and master's in speech pathology, and this became her profession. But this special gift to see things others couldn't never left. She engaged a psychic development specialist to help her develop the power of this unique talent. Today, she is a sought-after psychic who uses her special gift to help others chart their own way through this journey called life. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Tova Cove. Hi, Tova. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Annette. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And I, we have such an interesting conversation ahead of us. So let's get right to it. Okay. So it took a while for you to become comfortable with who you are today but you're able to accept yourself now. How did you get to this point while knowing you were so different than others? Well, unfortunately, something happened um, with my gift that I ended up knowing something tragic that was going to happen and I didn't unfortunately do anything about it. Um, I now know that there's nothing that I could have done about it, but at that time I didn't know. So I struggled with that and I threw my hands up in the air and said, fine, I'll do it. But, but I, but I don't want to know things unless I like turn the light on and say that it's okay for me to know things. Uh, And there happened to be a psychic development course out in upstate New York that weekend. And which I also feel is kind of divine intervention that I was just Googling and it just appeared. And that following weekend, then I was upstate New York um, where I went to this workshop and they did exercises. And it was really then that I learned that I could do it on demand and I could control the gift, um, which again, I now call a gift, but it did take me a, a long time to see it that way. And once I gained more control over it, and le- I think that helps me learn to accept it. Um, also seeing how much it helps so many people allows me to call it a gift because that that truly is the gift to to help other people and and to give people peace at at a time that is very difficult or um, during a time in their life whether whether it's to connect with someone who's crossed over or whether they're at a crossroads in their life and they need help with direction um, and I can support that for them to me that that's a that's a that is a beautiful gift to have but it took you a long time to get to that point, didn't it? Oh, oh, it 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 did. And and even as I started, I struggled. And there are there are still people today that do not know what I do. There are people today who think I'm a speech pathologist, period. That that's all they know as far as my work. But the more I do it, the more people are finding out and the more I have to become comfortable with it. And I and I do feel eventually it just will be out. And that is what people will know about me. And I'm becoming more and more comfortable with that as well. And I think there may be a point where we'll actually take over what you do with your life. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where it's heading. So you are a woman that 
is all about goals. And we know that goals are important for reaching success. But you told me for you, they're critical. Can you explain why this is so? There was one time in my life where I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. And I will say that looking back, I think it was actually the hardest time in my life. Um, I have a very driven father who I grew up. He was always up at the crack of dawn working um, with whatever endeavor. I mean, he did own restaurants. And then um, when he was no longer running restaurants and he was running other things, but he, he never stopped. And my mom also has a very good work, work ethic. I mean, I, I don't want to say I wasn't allowed to be lazy, but it just, it just wasn't. It was just like, that's not how we do things. Um, and I personally feel better knowing that I have a goal, um, what my goal is, and that I'm then working towards it. It makes me feel more structured. It makes me feel... Um, more purpose. I am more of a left-brained person, which is also funny that I even do what I do. And I think that's also why I struggle with it because I have no control over the visions that I see. And I never know what a reading is going to be before the reading. And I hate that part of it because I actually would like to be in control over everything. Um, So my goal is with, you know, uh, being a psychic medium is is to be the best psychic medium I can be. But really with anything, whether it is owning a home as a goal, um, it's not always just, I mean, I guess it's somewhat business oriented, but um, where I am in my life, how I feel about my life, all different goals. If, you know, maybe something that I want to purchase or look like or friends, if I want to do something for a friend and I have a goal and I know that I have to plan that. Uh, It just makes me feel better to work that way. Do you think, I'm going to dig on this just a little bit deeper, Mm -hmm. because do you think that when people don't have goals, they kind of just float into a neverland? I don't want to say that because that sounds judgy to me. And I, I can only tell you how I function. I don't function well without a goal. If somebody can achieve a goal without having the goal laid out and just kind of somehow get there, I think that's great. I personally cannot do it that way. Um, I'm not sure how somebody would do it that way, but I, but I, I don't feel it's me to say that it's impossible or that there are people that can't do it. So, I mean, I, I guess in some way that you, you must, they must have a goal somewhere in their mind, but maybe it's not planned out the way it is for me. So you grew up in a family that had lots of money, yet at age 16, you saw your family lose it all. So how has this impacted the way you look at money? And are you okay with making lots of money? Um, so it's funny because I would say to my mom, because for a while, really after college, I would be very nervous about money. Um, and I would say to my mom, I must've been poor in a past life. And my mom would say, that wasn't a past life. That was this life. We were poor in this life because we really had a lot. And then we really, unfortunately, um, we lost everything. So I think that at also was at first was my push was fear, right? So I so I saved more out of fear because 
I never wanted to be in that situation. I, I never wanted to be in a place where I could lose everything. So I was definitely a saver early on. Um, but I also noticed as I got older and I started becoming better at what I did, whether it was speech pathology or then later, you know, became the psychic medium and was doing that as, as a professional, which now I've been doing it for over 10 years. But when I started, um, it, it felt funny for me to ask for a lot of money or to say that I'm worth a lot of money. There was something that felt improper about it um, or taboo about it or boastful or arrogant, right? And, and, and I'm really none of the, I don't like to think of myself as those things. And as I got older, I don't, I don't, somebody said to me, or somehow I came to a revelation of it's okay to help people and do what you love and be happy and and make other people feel good and make money. Um, and, and, and that's, that's okay. And I started listening to a great meditation at night and it's, it's like a meditation that you fall asleep to and supposedly goes into your subconscious and it's all about, and you know, it's affirmations of, I am successful and I am worth money and it is okay for me to ask for money. Um, and that, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking for money and there's nothing wrong with saying that, that I just, des- that I deserve this. And it doesn't take away from the fact that I'm still doing something good or that I'm still helping people and, and saying that I'm worth something doesn't make me greedy and it doesn't make me arrogant. Um, I, I don't know if as women, we're not really brought up that way, right? I feel like it's the men that, you know, were at least I'm a little older. So I grew up, it was more traditional, you know, that the men were still predominantly the breadwinners and yes, women were starting to have careers, but it was still kind of like secondary career. Um, I don't feel that way anymore. I don't, I don't see my job as, I mean, I happen to be single, but if I were married, I would not stop doing what I'm doing. Um, I wouldn't back down. I wouldn't want to make less money regardless of what he was making. Um, So I have become a lot more comfortable with making money and, and acknowledging that it's okay. And that, and I hope that other women feel that way too, because it is okay. And it should really be more than okay, right? We, we should want to make money and feel good about money and not feel that we have to apologize for it. So you tried to avoid what you call the dysfunction of the blame game. So what does this dysfunction look like and why is it so harmful? Because you had talked about when we talked earlier, you were talking about when this thing that we, where we put ourselves down, then we take on the weight for things that when they go wrong. Um, when you're helping someone and for some reason it didn't work out the way you wanted it to work out. Um, I'll come back and say, what did I do wrong? How come let's, let's say a reading, how come that reading didn't go as, as well as I wanted it to? Why didn't that person connect? You know, why didn't that person understand what I was talking about? There must be something wrong with me. I, I, I wasn't on my A game. I really have to, um, 
look at that. And then when I have a great reading, I'll turn to my spirit guides and I'll say like, whoever was helping me, thank you so much. But it's not that I say, wow, I'm really great at what I do. Um, so it's so easy for me yet, but it's so easy for me to take accountability when it doesn't go well, right? That's my fault. That's all me. It's it's not my guides. It's not my spirit guides. It's not their loved ones. It's not them. It's me. I don't know why we do it. Um, but it is dysfunctional, isn't it? It's dysfunctional, but I also feel in some ways it puts a fire under me at the same time. So mm-hmm. while it's, while it's dysfunctional, if, if I feel that a reading did not go well, I mean, I really do try not to dwell on it and not let it bring me down. But I think sometimes like maybe for my next reading, I'll meditate a little longer. I'll, I'll, you know, cause I'll say, you know, maybe I, I didn't do what I, what I always do or so I'll really make sure to put all my energy in. not that I didn't put my energy in the last one. Right. But, but maybe I'll put a little extra. Um, so I don't know if it's also the universe kind of testing or pushing or to put like a positive spin on it. Um, but you're right. It is dysfunctional because nobody in this world is perfect. And, you know, the flip side is why can't we just say, well, that didn't go as planned and that's okay. I'm going to move on and not think about it. Right. But I don't think, I don't know if that's human nature. I don't, I don't know if. Well, I, I do think that um, men do that. Uh, I can tell you that the men in my life, if something goes wrong, they will say, well, heck, that shouldn't have happened that way. Oh, well, and then next time it'll be different. And they move on. And I, but yet the women in my life, that is not normally the case. They will, no. they'll talk it out with 14 girlfriends and then right, they'll wallow right. it around talk in their it out head. With another 14. Right. And I will have the men in my life will ask me, why do women do that? Mm. Why do they do that? And it's an interesting thing. And and the thing that you also pointed out of what you call the blame game is so on point because you're exactly right. We will play the blame game with ourselves when things don't go well, but we won't play the congratulations, you're amazing game when things go well. It's always, we give the credit to somebody else, but never to ourselves. We should take more credit and say, wow, I did really great. I'm really proud of myself. Right. Right. And why is that so difficult? Shouldn't be difficult. No, it shouldn't be. It's something to bring awareness to for everyone listening and for even for ourselves, Toba, that we be careful how we handle ourselves and have that Mm -hmm. personal grace on both sides when things don't go well, but also have the personal grace when they do go well and congratulate ourselves as we would a friend. people liking you? Not as much as I used to. Uh, but of course, of course, I think personally, I, I, I want people to like me. And I think in work, um, because I'm giving a service of, I really do want people to like me. I really do want people to feel that they had a great experience and that they left with something um, positive. So yes, I I do want people to like me. 
And mm-hmm. I and I have a hard time if I feel that I let someone down or they don't like me. And is that true in your career as well as your psychic media work? It's funny. My my speech pathology work you're talking about, mm-hmm. it's not as difficult for me because it's it's more linear speech pathology. So it's more exact and it's not that I feel more confident because I know that I'm a good psychic medium. I mean, I finally have gotten to the point that I know, wow, I, I really am good at what I do, but it's not like something I can study and then spit out. So if somebody comes to me with this problem in speech pathology, I know there's a list of these things that you can do to help that. Um, a psychic medium reading, again, I never know what it's going to be. It's like a mixed bag and who knows what's going to show up at the door. Um, so I feel more confident with the speech pathology field. It's, it's easier in that sense. So as a uh, psychic medium, you're certainly no stranger to judgment, that's for sure. And at times it must feel very personal. So how do you deal with judgment so that it doesn't completely derail you? It's it's still a work in progress. I have, I have, um, again, if somebody felt that it, if, if somebody felt that the reading didn't go well, or they weren't happy with it, and it's that kind of judgment, I have a very hard time because I do take what I do so seriously. Um, judgment as far as that's crazy or weirdo, um, that I've actually gotten better with. Um, and I think that's come with just accepting who I am. And here's what I tell the people around me. I, I don't need you to believe in what I believe in, in what I believe in or what I do. And it's not my job to convince you. And I will never try to convince someone because I don't feel that that's why I have the gift that I have. It's, it, um, but I do ask for respect. and. That to me is very important. And I won't tolerate anymore that kind of judgment. So if I feel disrespected, I will remove myself from either um, that communication, that relationship. I I won't tolerate that anymore. And that's really a, a wise nugget of gold is how we allow people to treat us. And I think you said it very well that it may be we don't have to have people like us but we can demand respect. Correct. I'm not going to agree with everyone I meet, how they do something um, or, you know, how they go about something. But if it's not harmful to me, it's really none of my business. And and I don't have to agree with it, but I have to respect them as a human being and and they're navigating their life. I would hope that to the best of their ability. Um, and, And that's, on them. And now I'm going to navigate my life to the best of my ability. And that's on me. And if as a peer or friend, you want to give me feedback, that's okay. But disrespect, not okay. So I'm going to move into the space of expectations because expectations can weigh heavy on anyone. So do you feel the weight of expectations more from your clients or from what you put on yourself? Probably from what I put on myself. I really want to do well. It it just means so much to me. Um, and that if a client, again, was disappointed 
they would probably get over it more than I would get over it. Although I know that I've had readings that I thought, hmm, it wasn't so great. And then I've gotten feedback. Wow, that was such a great reading. I'm so grateful and thankful. And I guess it's because I I know my different readings. So for me, sometimes I feel like a reading is better. Or, But I, again, I don't necessarily know what the person needs or is looking for. So maybe they did get what they needed. But um, I have... I have a harder time. I'm definitely hard. I'm definitely harder on myself because that's why I do. That's why I do what I do. Right. It's, it's to help someone else. It's, it's, I'm in service of other people. And so to me, if I was not able to do that, I, to me, it's a failure. I failed at what I was hired to do, which is terrible. Somebody paid me money to do something. And if I, if if they didn't feel that they got what they needed, I failed, which is a terrible feeling for me. So your parents told you, Toba, that you could make happen what you want to happen. Mm -hmm. You believe that today? Oh, I believe it more today than I probably did then. Tell me a little bit more about that. Because. I have really now I do something that I do love that was kind of so out there that I could never have even, you know, while I'm goal oriented, I don't even know that I could have fully envisioned this goal for myself to really to do it to this extent um, and to be making the living that I do from it. I, I, I don't even think it wasn't even in my dreams. It was just so far out there. So now I know right now I'm older and now I see, wow, if you really want something, you really can make it happen. So I would tell all the women that don't let anything stop you. Don't let anyone tell you that you cannot. Um, Especially I am doing something that is out there. Right. And trust me, there are a lot of people that would be like, Sure you are. Sure you could do it. Um, but I didn't listen. I kept going. And I'm ha- I'm so happy where I am today. And I am so excited about the future, even though I don't know exactly what the future is going to look like. I'm excited about it. I feel really good about it. And are you able to make others feel good about their futures? I certainly try. So this is more of a curiosity point. If you're doing a reading and it's not something that is positive, Mm -hmm. what happens with that? So I have a pact with, so I work with spirit guides, right? I would say if I was doing a reading for you, I would say it's your spirit guides and my spirit guides kind of coming together to give me a message. And if there are particular family members for you that step forward, I will identify those people as they identify themselves to me. But I make a pact with all those people before I start. And part of that pact is I will only see something that is not so positive if it's something that you can change, alter, or make better. So there are certain things in this life that are just supposed to happen and we're not supposed to change them. I won't see those things because there's no point in me seeing those things. But if you're going down a path that's not so great and you could be going down a different path, they will show me because they'll, and they'll show it to me as paths. I see it as paths. And I'll say, um, you know, I see you doing X, Y, Z, but just to let you know, I see this coming up for you, 
And you might be a lot happier if you choose this road, even though it may not be comfortable, it may not, but, and I will explain both the paths that I see because life is about free will, right? That's, that's, that's what our journey is here. It's, it's about the, the free will and the choices that we make and the decisions that we make. So it's not all written in stone. You're given certain situations and opportunities, and then life is about what you do in those situations. So I will see sometimes the different paths if you were to, to choose door A or door B, and I will tell you both of those. So to wrap this point up, you are not a fortune teller but you are a psychic medium who gives guidance of what those paths might look like. And then the individual chooses which path they want to take. Correct. I mean, I guess, you you know, if you wanted to say fortune teller in the sense that I could say, if you continue down this path, this is what I see happening. Oh, so you could do that for them. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, you know, look, I, if I'm shown the message, I feel that I'm supposed to relay the message. I don't, I don't believe that they that anything will be shown to me unless the person can handle it. If they can't handle it, I don't think I would see it. Right. And then it's it's my job to relay the message. So, and right. sometimes the messages are hard. So, Tova, is there anything about your journey to greatness that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with other women? I feel we we you know I I, I feel we covered a, a lot, and I would really just say follow your dream, no matter how abstract or crazy other people may think it is, if it feels right for you, then it's right. And it's it's not for anyone else to decide what's right for you. And I really feel that when you do follow, it's like that sweet spot, like you just know that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Everything else kind of just falls into place and happens. And you meet people, like even how we met, I just feel things just happen. And it's a beautiful thing. So I would say, go for it. Truly go for it. And don't let anyone or anything stop you. Toby, you have been such an interesting guest that has brought so much unique wisdom from your path of journeying a path that many people would not accept as mm-hmm. being okay. And you have, are walking it beautifully and bringing value and help to so many people through your unique gifts. So thank you for being here with me today. Thank you so much, Annette. This was great and so much fun. I really enjoyed all of it. Thank you. And Tova is another great example of how women are challenging the norm, making things happen, and demanding their own greatness. So join me next time on the World's Greatest Women Show as another powerful woman story unfolds. 